Hi, I'm Susanna, and this is The Susanna Gibbs Show. In this podcast with Joaquin Ziwatanejo, we recut the original to include the works that are referenced. Final Exam for My Father, Poem for John, and 102. I would encourage you to go to our website, GibAgencyDallas.com, to see him performing them, especially for Poem for John. It's so powerful. In the performance, he signs the words. And this is the one that he won the World Poetry Slam for. Hope you enjoy. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Susanna Gibb, owner of Gibb Insurance Services. Yes, I am the same person. We have over 25 years of experience serving Texas families and businesses for all of their home, auto, health, life, and business insurance needs. But because we rebranded two years ago, Google has us on page 10 of their search engine. So any click to our website is a big help. Go to GibAgencyDallas.com for quotes to learn more about our agency, see the behind the scenes of this podcast, and to tell us what you think of our show. And now, on with the show. Here we are jumping in to final exam for my father with Joaquin Ziwatanejo. Going back through a lot of your, your poems and, and your talks, you talk a lot about your family. Mm. Um, and I have to say, I loved, I loved rereading all of your poetry because I read your poetry initially when you became the poet laureate. And then I reread and rewatched so much prepping for this interview, which is kind of like sanctioned stalking, which is really fun. Final exam for my father. Mm. Great example. Yeah. Oh, I get, I'm like, I have chills happening now <laughs> as I'm thinking about it, which was, you know, your, your talk to your father when he left you. Yeah. Do you, do you relive all that hurt every time you do that poem? Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's a hard, that's a tough one. It's a, it's a, I used to tell my students the ones that hurt the most are the ones that are the most important. And that one, I mean, like when I was, when I was crafting it, um, Gosh, it was just like, it was like aching to come out of me. And it was aching as it was appearing on the page. And it was aching during revision. I sometimes get really emotional while doing that poem. But I know that I have to do it because it's the one that so many young people come up to me afterwards. And like, I'll do an hour reading now. Uh, and so many young people, whether they're high school students or college students or middle school students, will come up to me and say, that's my poem. Oh. It's, like, it's like you were telling my story. And that's tragic to think that I'm connecting with so many young people all over the country uh, based off the fact that we are fatherless in a sense. But that connection, that shared humanity, it's its sort of like the magic and the beauty of, of poetry, allowing people who never would have been connect, connected in life to be connected for a moment. Yeah, I, you know, that started as a creative writing assignment in my high school English class. I was, you know, as, as a student said to me, I'm so sick of tests. All we do is test. And that's when I got, I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's, let's write a poem in the form of a test, everybody, wow. to someone. And the advice I would give them every year was like, if you're going to do this, it better be someone you have some pretty serious questions for. And I would write it every year with them. I would write one. And, and I, like, I remember the first several I wrote was to the school board, <laughs> to uh, <laughs> the superintendent and, and to the principal and to, I think I wrote one to the Texas House of Representatives one time. Mm -hmm. But I realized you know, many years after this initial idea of, of doing it with my creative writing class, when I, when I really sat down to write the poem and to try it. I remember, you know, I, I need to follow the advice I gave them, you know, and I need to choose someone I have some very serious questions for. And there was only one, there was only one answer, and that was my father. And now here is final exam for my father. Yeah. One, true or false, the night you walked out on me and my mother, you hesitated before grabbing the doorknob. Two, if a bus leaves a city at 60 miles per hour and nowhere in particular, and a man on that bus left his only son behind in the darkness of that city, how many miles will it take before that son forgets wow. what his father's hands look and feel like? Three. 
On the night that you left us, how many hearts did you break? A, one, mine. B, one, my mother's. C, two, mine and my mother's. D, three, mine, my mother's, and yours. Four, true or false, in certain species of the animal kingdom, when a male member of that species abandons his offspring, that male member of that species is ostracized, beaten, and in some instances, killed. Five, in the space provided, define the terms further, farther, and father. Six, on the night that your father died, what, if anything, did you have to say to God? Seven, when we survived nine days in a row before the welfare check came in on a bag of maize and a crock pot full of wishes that tasted just like frioles, did you feel the fire on your fingertips every time my mother winced as she turned the tortilla on the open flame? Eight, because of your blood, I have spent every day of my life enveloped by skin that's too light to be brown and too dark to be white. I used to hate this about myself, but I finally come to love this about myself. What do you love and hate about yourself? Nine, as a young man, you A, never loved a young, beautiful, dark brown woman. B, loved one young, beautiful, dark brown woman. C, loved many young, beautiful, dark brown women. D, loved only the idea of young, beautiful, dark brown women. 10, list five things you're truly grateful for and five things you're truly regretful for. 11, a famous American poet's mother once said, single mothers are almost always better men than men are. What do you make of this, father? 12, without using the words I'm or sorry in the space provided, write an apology letter to my mother. 13, on a scale from one to 10 with one being not difficult and 10 being quite difficult, how challenging do you think it is for a weddle to grow up in the barrio the Lower East Side? 14, as a child, your son remembers hearing his drunk uncles whisper in hushed voices not meant for his ears that more than likely you are not that child's father. What if anything do you have to say to them? 15, finish this sentence. My son, if I only had one thing to say to you, it would be, One final question to conclude the test. Father, would it mend or break your heart if I told you? I forgive you. And a letter to John. Yeah. Which Oh, I love that one so much. <laughs> Which, that's the one that you won the World Cup Poetry that the, Slam. That was the one that won it in the final round for the United States of America that year. So powerful. And it, the crazy thing is, I told my tío I was going to win the World Cup when I was in Mocosa, yeah. and I won the World Cup in Paris. It was this, That competition in Europe is called the World Cup Poetry Slam Championship, and it's not the big one for football, for soccer. It's a little one for poetry. But I won it. I tell students all over the country, like, you know, I said I was going to win the World Cup, and I did. And so did. dream big. Here is Poem for John. So the assignment I gave my high school English students was to write a series of four short haiku poems that distinctly say something about themselves and then recite them to the class. These are the four poems that John recited that day. Speaking in a quiet, communicative way always came easy to me. Accident is equal to invention, but there's hope. I still practice accidents. I restore antique radios. I like the way static feels in my palms. You cannot deny the lucid fact that silence must succumb to voice. And I have to let you know now, John, 
Although you never uttered one word in class, you spoke volumes to me. And you taught me a lesson in humility because I realized that day in my blind and deaf arrogance that I asked you to master my language without attempting to learn one word of yours. So starting today, I'll begin by learning the signs what I feel are the most beautiful spoken words in existence. Words like moon, eclipse, grandfather, sunflower. And I realize now, John, if I were ever to write you a poem, it would probably sound something like this to you. Mother was the moon and father was the sun. The moon and sun that existed in a constant state of eclipse. So I learned to grow despite the darkness. And I learned at an early age of the power of spoken word. My mother's silence and my father's absence formed cave walls that my grandfather's words reverberated off of like children dancing in a field of purple simply for the sake of purple. And it is true. Metaphorically speaking, I am that sunflower growing wildly in the alley adjacent to nothing. Although my petals extend upwards toward darkness, my roots extend and deeply toward the warmth of all the voices that nourished me or didn't nourish me. So thank you, mute mother. Thank you, absent father. Thank you, beautiful, all-encompassing grandfather. And thank you, John, my silent, poetic student for your words. You know, you mentioned the breath and Shakespeare and almost the similar sentences, which I love. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Shakespeare mm-hmm. and the breath. And I wondered that. Do you plan your breaths when oh, you're doing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've gotten to where my breaks, where I'm, when I'm writing a poem on the, on, on the page, craft, drafting a poem, I'm trying to be mindful of, of line break and silence and space inside the poem, like as it rests on the page, because that equals breath. White space equals breath and silence. But yeah, I do think about that a lot. And if I feel like the breath needs to be longer, I'll go back to the page and revise based off the breath because sometimes the page has to be changed for the, for the, for the, for the recitation. Sometimes the, the, the performance and the practicing of a poem in my office over and over and over and okay. over again leads to, to revision on the page. 102 is the poem yeah. that I just, I read it first mm-hmm. and you talk about space. And I wasn't sure if, because I was, looking at it on the web. I was like, maybe this is, you know, the formatting is off. But hearing you talk now, it's not, is it? There's huge, huge breaks between the words. Yeah. um, This is from the new, this is from the new work. This is from, uh, from the book that I've, you know, that I've finished slash finishing uh, Occupy Whiteness. And uh, I've been telling people about this new work. It's, it's not the most beautiful work I've ever done. But it is the most important. Like these are the most important poems I've ever written in my life. They're not the most beautiful. They're not the most fluid, but they are the most important. And that space is intentional and that silence is intentional because I'm trying to make the reader experience what it is to be in a desert (laughs) surrounded by nothingness in 102 degree temperatures with very little water. And this promise of El Norte, this, this thing that is the North, that is the United States of America. Like... I want want them to experience that solitude and that silence. Here is 102. And the boy played with the mother's fluvial hair, black, her mosaic frame, burnt umber, the daughter just out of 
arm's reach, gone already. They found the boy in time to save him. Many years from now, someone will tell him the awful truth of all that was lost. The bruises on their backs, shoulders, waists. How two women, mother, sister, carried him, gave him their water. On that day, he will learn all there is to know of brown and gold, of flesh and sand. That was so good. Joaquin Siwatanejo, thank you. Thank you so much for saying yes to me. You're welcome. It's an honor. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you being here. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. As a reminder, go to GiveAgencyDallas.com to catch Joaquin's performance of Final Exam to My Father, Letter to John, and 102, as well as the full unedited version of this podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, please do so at GiveAgencyDallas.com. Tell us what you thought, if you have any questions or comments. Thanks again, and we look forward to being with you again next week.